We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Avery. I want to tell everybody at 510 this afternoon, Drew Brees will be on with us uh, talking about his reign as the uh, Mardi Gras King at Mardi Gras, Washington. Uh, got some uh, grand opening of small sliders, and we'll talk Saints NFL Super Bowl with Drew Brees at 510 this afternoon. Going out, Oakland Hard Jewelers talking text line. We got Ali Kofsell, editor in chief of AtTheBirdRights.com. Ali, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, we were talking about this, man, the last two meetings against the Rockets. They've lost by two and by three. Five points separates them in two games. I remember one of them, uh, they won the red court. Uh, uh, it was uh, it was pretty bright that particular uh, night. But, man, uh, this team hasn't finished well and uh, articles written about it and everything else. But I think it's become obvious. If these games are close – I don't have a lot of confidence at all in this team. Can they close it? Yeah, especially the last five minutes. Are we clutch or not? I would say not right <laughs> no. now. No, I mean, yeah, it's been blatantly obvious, right? I mean, go back to when they dropped those close games to uh, back-to-back right games, M- Memphis, the Grizzlies, yeah. and there's been a lot of others to where they should have probably won at least you know their fair share of them. So, yeah, you're going to have some of those nights where you just don't close well. But the Pelicans, it is kind of an epidemic. And you're right. When you look at, say, a team like Boston, and you saw how well they executed down the stretch, right? They knew what they were doing. And furthermore, to your point, there was confidence, right? You saw it in Derek White. He started that game one for nine shooting, but he's played largely like an all-star. And guess what? His teammates still look for him, and he ended up going, I think, five for five in that fourth quarter. And was a big reason why Boston came back to beat the Pelicans. I swear, with New Orleans, you just don't get that sense, right? They get open shots. Trey Murphy is, is in the funk, I know, but boy, he rarely misses those super open ones. But yet, during those closing minutes, he is. Brandon has a difficulty. Zion had a couple more turnovers in clutch minutes. So, for whatever reason, this team just can't do it. And it's weird to me, guys, because in the past, we saw Zion last year being able to carry the team to wins. Brandon's done it in previous years, especially that uh, – inaugural season for Willie where right, the Pelicans snuck in the play-in tournament in the playoffs and boy B.I. looked like one of those guys right but when they're on the court together so far this year it hasn't worked out and it seems to be kind of getting maybe worse right I can't even recall the last time they had a clutch game win so that's number one chore when you're going to get any tough matchups against good teams especially wow. in the postseason which I think we should expect this team to do they're going to have to figure out something they've got 35 well, well, more games and we hope they find something well, Ali, uh, they're not uh, rookies. Uh, they're not uh, virgins, uh, so to speak. I mean, I look at the Pelicans. Uh, uh, how do you protect the football? Uh, I mean, the football. How do you protect the basketball? Uh, looking at the Pelicans, turned the ball over four times in the final five minutes. You talk about that late game execution has been a problem for the Pels all season. If you're trying to be, uh, you know, in the top five in the West or at least top ten overall in the NBA, uh, how you close out games, I'm looking at the execution. They're ranked 28 in the NBA in clutch offense and mm-hmm. have a 6-10 and 10 record in the games that, that they're within five points at any time during the final five minutes. So as of right now, when I'm watching Pelicans game, 
if I don't catch maybe the whole game, I'm going to look at the end what's happening, and right now I have no confidence that they're going to win. Fortunately for them, they haven't played many clutch games, right? But I think that's also probably been part of the problem. They honestly haven't had much practice in doing so. And really, that's one thing you can't really, I think, mimic in a re- regular practice, which you don't have too many of anyway during the season. But for the Pelicans, you would want to see them play a lot of close games to where they can figure it out. I think what they need to do, honestly, is, is figure out a way to involve their best players in actions. Remember how maybe a month or so ago we were all talking about when are we going to see Brandon Ingram and Zion running just simple pick and rolls, right? Utilizing CJ somehow as well. And, and, you know, against Boston Celtics, I didn't see any of that. So it's a problem. I think these guys honestly just have to get in the lab, figure it out, talk amongst themselves, and just say, this is what we're going to run in this play, and, and just really try and start there. Because I don't know where else you can start because it, it's definitely not working. So, Ali, when you go, like, uh, month to month, and obviously how healthy you are as a team, and I look at, okay, uh, January, which has not been nothing to write home about. Like in 21, 22, we were 5 and 10. Last year, we were 3 and uh, 13. Uh, but I look at, uh, you know, who's healthy, and we all know what happened at the end of December uh, with Zion. But how do you view what they did this January? Because uh, they definitely were better than they were in the two previous seasons heading into February. Exactly. This was by far their toughest month of the schedule. And you were just hoping to see anything like where they are now, right? They're seven and seven entering tonight's game with a chance to finish with a winning record, eight and seven. I think if you had started the month and said that, and I remember talking to some people at the start of the month and saying, I'd be happy with eight and seven. I think you have to take it. I just think we have a problem with how they've lost some of these games, right? Not being competitive against the Thunder and the Bucks, And then of course, showing a, a major pulse against Boston, but not closing again. That's been an Achilles heel. That's what probably, you know, is, is sown in the back of our minds more so than, like I said, how they've played for the totality of months. Because, honestly, if they could just find something, and I've got to think they can. Right? These are smart guys who, like I said, have done it individually. But you haven't been in enough situations, so you hope that once you start doing it a little bit more that they'll figure it out. Because the rest of the season, it's an easy schedule. It's the fifth easiest in the NBA, by far the easiest one among all Western Conference teams. So, you're certainly going to have a chance, I think, to get at least, what, between 45 and 50 wins. The key for me is just, I, I think this is a postseason team, guys. I think unless you get hit with major injuries, I think they'll get there because, like I said, easy schedule. But you want to see them make some noise in the postseason. So that's why it's so important, like right? these clutch minutes, not losing your double-digits lead. They've got to sew that up. If they can, we legitimately can get excited about this team. Well, uh, Ali, uh, help me out and educate me and the common basketball fan. Because, you know, you'd be like, okay, what is your field goal percentage? Now uh, now you got to throw in how the game has changed. Uh, what is uh, the three-point percentage? Or how many actual shots you're getting up or are you making? If you'd have told me, okay, we're at Boston, and that all of a sudden Ingram has 28 points, he goes 12 of 24 shooting. Zion uh, has 26 points, he goes 11 of 18 shooting. They shoot 15.5% from the field. But the Celtics had a massive advantage behind the three-point arc where they converted uh, 17 threes to the Pelicans' 10. Is that the difference? How do you explain that? Is it that simple that uh, obviously you got to maybe shoot more threes and make more threes? uh, Because uh, we shot over 50% uh, field goal percentage. How do you tell fans? How do you explain that to them? Yeah, that's a big, big key nowadays. And I think the Pelicans have been trending the right way. 
right? You look before these three losses, these three straight losses. The Pelicans had attempted more than 43s in, in, against the Hornets, the Suns, and the Jazz. So they've been shooting more threes for the month of January. It, it, it's going to finish as their highest month. So like I said, they're training in the right direction. That's good. Because one, that's how, honestly, analytics say you should play the game today. And furthermore, the Pelicans have good shooters, right? I know CJ and Jordan are, are playing well, but Trey isn't. But there's a lot of other guys adding right to that mix. And, of course, you hit some doldrums. You're not going to have some good shooting nights. And I think that's what really killed them against Boston. They started off that first quarter, I believe, they made five of nine. But after that, they couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. So that, to me, just points to, again, it's more so than just the missed shots. It's the confidence on their faces when they're shooting them, right? And when the game got tight in the fourth, I just, you know, I could see it. Brandon had a couple of mid-range shots after he came in the game at about the seven-minute mark. But after that, whether it was open, contested, whatever, it, they just hit a wall. So I think, honestly, it's a hurdle for them right now. So, yeah, you want to look at what you just said, Bobby. Overall, you want to shoot a lot of threes. A lot of good teams do it. But for the Pelicans, they don't necessarily need to rely on it, but they need to get a good, healthy amount. The problem is, when you're not hitting it, what do you do, right? That's what you got to have Zion and B.I. somehow figure something out to where they can rely on their mid-range shots, get into the free throw line, or the rim. So it can be a complete team, but they're just not there yet. Ali, uh, one of the things, not only from a shooting standpoint, but their defense is falling apart too late in games. Then this brings up the question, and I don't know, we've talked about it in the past, about maybe them making a maneuver uh, to maybe make a trade to to get a, a big man. But, you know, some of the names have been brought up. Um, I mean, that really doesn't excite me either, and I don't know what, you want to, what they would want in exchange. But it's not only the shooting. Their defense has fallen apart, and when you look across the board, this team isn't, as much as they talk about playing great defense, you don't see it. Yeah, look, in today's game, I think when you hold just a team to 110, that's a major success story. It was just different, right, 10 years right, ago. When you go correct. to 80s and 90s, boy, you barely saw games over 100. So you have to look through a different perspective nowadays. And I will say that while the defense has slipped a bit, I still see effort out there. You, you look at the Herb and Dyson, they're going to bring it. I think Brandon's playing more defensively than he ever has in the New Orleans uniform. The, the biggest keys are... Herb, or excuse me, Zion, who I don't know if his foot's bothering him, guys, but these last couple games, teams have taken advantage of him. Yes, they have. I saw Drew Holiday abuse him, and then Jason Tatum was getting him on switches in that game in Boston. But again, I don't know if it's his foot, because you know we see glimpses of him, but he's got to be better. And then CJ, of course, is also, you know, let's face it, he's standing six foot three in a game that's played with a lot bigger, more athletic guys, so he's always going to be at a disadvantage. So you're right. Maybe bringing in a defensive center is the ideal goal for this team. But I keep looking at, hey, the Pels are honestly essentially a top 10 defensive team this year. They were last season, too. Well, so uh, and you said, Brady, uh, uh, Jared Allen, uh, Nick, you know, Nick Claxton from Brooklyn, any of those guys really help you. Right? Yeah, that's, and, that's and, the and question, Mark. Well, well and, and, and then, Ali, uh, now uh, we all say, uh, you know, the trade deadline's coming up. Uh, we got to get a new defensive center instead of Valanchunas. How about our stars playing like stars? Uh, I think yes. that, that's like the damn scapegoat. Okay, Valanchunas, oh, if we change that, we're going to be all right. I don't think that's the case. Now, bear with me right here, and I want you to comment on this. No NBA team has committed uh, turnovers at a higher rate uh, than the Pelicans and what the NBA defines, like you mentioned earlier, uh, clutch situations. 
Mm-hmm. When the score is in five points during the final five minutes of a game, uh, roughly one out of every five clutch possessions for the Pelicans has resulted in a turnover this season. <laughs> Look at the Pelicans turn the ball over four times mm-hmm. in the final five minutes. So you look at late game execution has been a problem for the Pels all season. They're ranked 28 in the NBA in clutch offense. And I said that a 6 and 10 record in games where they're within five points anytime during the final five minutes. But I look at assists and turnovers. The Pelicans have the same number of clutch turnovers as assists. And you look at B.I. and you look at Zion, each ranked in the top 10 in the most clutch turnovers. Uh, so not assists. Uh, so you, you star players need to play like stars to close out games, and that hasn't happened. Yeah, that's been the biggest head-scratcher, right? I think Brandon this month, because he hasn't been shooting the ball well, especially from mid-range, that he's taken kind of a backseat. So he's become more of an initiator, especially at the start of games. But, again, that's hurt when, of course, you need that scoring, that late-game punch, and it's just not there. So somebody has to step forward, I really believe, right, whether it's Zion or B.I., but somebody's got to grab and be the Luka of this team, right, a uh, Devin Booker, an elite scoring option that you can rely on. Now with Z, you have to wonder, is he fully healthy? I mean, he told us last week he's 88, 89, 90%. And we know when you watch a game, he's not giving it his all for every minute he's out there, right? There's times where he almost looks like he's taking a break, so I'm wondering, right, is he even capable yet? Should he be assuming that responsibility yet? So, again, it goes back to B.I. And then, of course, you've got C.J. So, I think that's been part of the problem, right? You've got these guys that aren't exactly trying to grab the reins. Uh, and for whatever reason, I'm You need an alpha sure. dog. you got to be alpha. <laughs> They're all looking at one another to do it. Come yeah. on. And not themselves to do it. And, uh, and uh, Ali, how about, um, I don't know, I, I want your estimation going forward. Uh, um, like, you know, you talk about their record, 45 to 50 wins. Uh, you look at the Pelicans, um, 26 and 21 overall, 12 and 11 on the road. They have lost uh, five of their last seven games. You talk about strength of schedule going forward. I'd be extremely mm-hmm. disappointed if they don't take care of business. I understand. Look, Oklahoma City Thunder in the matchup there. Then you play in the Bucks and the Celtics and all that. But I think strength of schedule does matter. I mean, I'd be extremely disappointed if we don't uh, come out smoking in February and to, to close out the season. Uh, I'm not saying uh, to me, uh, Ollie, tell me if I'm because uh, I tell fans, I think we are a top five team in the West and I think definitely top 10 overall in the NBA. I want to say five, uh, number eight, somewhere around that. Is that unrealistic? No, because we've largely seen that all year. They've beaten bad competition, right? That's the sign of a good team winning on the road. They've done that, too. They've checked a lot of boxes, and they were even beating some of these really good teams, right? There was wins against Denver, Minnesota, early. He was. They can do it, but they just got to find that track again, and it's a cupcake schedule coming up, guys. There's eight more games before the All-Star break, and I think they can win six of them. If they do that, I think it'll get the fans off the ledge a little bit. <laughs> Consistently win. That'll get them off the ledge real quick. Ali, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Really appreciate it, bud. Thanks, Ollie. Absolutely, guys. Always love chatting with you. All righty. Ollie Cassell, editor-in-chief of AtTheBirdRights.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.